the church experience online. We're so happy that you joined us today. As you watch this teaching video, if you have any questions or need help getting connected, please don't hesitate to reach out by phone or email. Also, our website is the best place to go if you'd like to access helpful growth step resources, join a serving team, connect in a life group, get your questions answered, or support this movement financially by giving online. At the end of this teaching video, you'll hear one of our church experience worship original songs. We hope this gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you learned. Thanks again for joining us at Church Experience Online. It's been nearly two years since our family have moved down to Florida and, and to live on the Gulf side. And we have learned something very quickly, that there is sand everywhere. Literally, it's everywhere. It's, it's even in my backyard, just an inch under the grass. It's all sand, and it's completely unavoidable. Every time I go to the car wash and I try to vacuum out all the sand that's in my car, I, I can't even get it quite all the way out. It's like 99% uh, sand free. Uh, but as soon as I get back in the car or back in our van, guess what? My foot tracks with me. Sand. More sand gets back in and I can't keep it clean. It's a losing battle. And, and now on the bright side, on the bright side, we have some of the world's greatest beaches. And uh, who likes going to the beach? Now, we love going to the beach. And, and my kids and, and us, we, our, our favorite thing to do is to, to go and, and build sand castles. We love building sand castles. My kids love to play in the sand. And what, what starts out as a problem for our vehicles to clean out, it's, it's playtime for my children and I to, to build and play in the sand. But when we go back home, guess what? we got to clean all that sand up again. It's back in the van again. It's all over the chairs again. It's all over the, the football and the Frisbee and, and everything. It gets everywhere. Um, but I've learned to have a perspective change. Um, when in the right conditions, sand uh, can actually go from being a problem to a pleasure. And it can go from something uh, frustrating to something Fun. And so now every time I'm vacuuming the sand or, or have to clean all the kids off, get all the sand off all the kids again, um, uh, get, clean all the chairs up and clean all the toys up and get all the sand off, instead of feeling frustrated, <laughs> instead of feeling frustrated by it, I have shifted. And now I, I, I'm thinking about all the fun we had. And all the good times we had when we were building the castle and what that breeze would feel like. And now every time I'm cleaning all these sand particles and I'm vacuuming and it's, and it's always a losing battle uh, to keep the sand out. I'm thinking now that, you know what, it's, that sand is there because we had a good time. It was a journey. It was, it was good for us. It brought rest to our soul and it's a joy. So in, in life, we have these other sandy places and it's not the beaches, and it's not in your car. It's, it's in your heart. And, and 
They're deserts. Sometimes we have these desert seasons, and they're dry, and they're desolate, and it's just a barren nothingness. And we can feel that, man, this is so uncomfortable, and I'm frustrated to be here, and why am I here, and it's just bearing, and I just want out of it. It's a desert place. But deserts are the sands of life that are completely unavoidable. You will go through deserts in life. And I've always wondered, and maybe you have too. Let's talk about real deserts. I've, I've always wondered why do real, why do real life deserts exist? Okay, we have this almighty, all-powerful, creative life-giving God, and he creates these desolate, life, lifeless places that are just barren and, and desolate and, and dry, and they're literally all over the world. They're everywhere, and I just can't imagine why, why would God make places like this? Have you ever wondered that? I've wondered that, and you know, re I, I did some digging into this, and recently I discovered that deserts have a purpose. <laughs> deserts have a purpose for, for the world. And one of the things I, I've uncovered is that, did you know, 75%, roughly 75% of the deserts in, in our world, are, are, they, they produce 75% um, of the, the oil or, or the stuff that, that we refine into oil. It helps... It helps form the fuels for our vehicles and our school buses and our aircrafts and even our rockets. The desert in the desert places produces 75% of the things that actually fuel our global mobility and global transportation. And the desert is a place for that formation of fuel. Now think about this spiritually. Think about it in your heart. The, those desert places that, and those dry times and those desolate seasons that we go through, those are the places, those, those are the times when we're actually being formed and transformed. And that's giving us fuel. And that's the first point I want to make today, that, that desert seasons form the fuel of faith. Desert seasons are forming the fuel of faith. And I've, I've never met anyone who enjoys going through <laughs> desert seasons. No one enjoys going through trials. And, and, and even though, even though we, we know, like, you know, wh whatever I go through and it's tough, it's going to make me stronger. We, I know I'm going to grow from this. Um, it, we still don't enjoy it. There's nothing pleasurable about going through these difficult times. And have you, have you ever been led somewhere that, that you didn't want to go or, or, or to do something you didn't want to do and to be in a place like this desert season that you just don't want to be in. Uh, have you ever been asked that? You ever been asked somewhere you didn't want to go? Well, I want to give us an example today of someone else who didn't want to go where they were asked to go. And it's a, it's a little puppy named Rocky. Let's see how he reacts when he is asked to go somewhere he doesn't want to go. Rocky, come, come on. Rocky, come. Rocky, come. Rocky, come on. Come on. 
Now, how many of you can relate with, with Rocky the dog, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe not about bath. Maybe you want to take a shower and all that. That's, that's good. But I mean, he was asked to go somewhere. He did not want to go. And Rocky the dog, he, he, he huffed and, and he puffed. And eventually he decided, I'm out of here. And he just took off. He went down those stairs. He was gone. He decided to split. And I think that's, that's like a lot of us. That if we had the option of going through difficult trials or through these dry and barren times in our life, that, that we would huff and we would puff and, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to go through it. I don't want to go there. And, and some of us just, just want to run away. And, and maybe some of us today have run away, um, you know, through those problems. But God's grace is big enough for you, and he's with you. And you can't outrun him because he'll always meet you right where you are at. You know, sometimes it gets so hard that we just want to throw our hands up and say, I give up. I'm out of here. I am done. Anyone ever felt that way? I'm so dry and it's so desolate right now in life. I'm just done and I throw my hands up. And I just got to tell you something. That's exactly the moment where your faith kicks in, where your faith in the Lord will we'll kick in, and God will revitalize your spirit. That's how it feels when we're in those desert seasons. Nothing inside of us wants to be there, and everything is screaming to run the opposite way. You know, God's people, uh, the Israelites, that's, that's how they reacted when, when God, after 400 years of slavery in Egypt, God goes and he, he rescues them through his servant Moses. And then he leads them through the Red Sea. And then, and then before they go to the promised land, God, God leads them through the wilderness, through a desert. And it was 40 long years. Let's pick this up in Numbers 14.2 today. It says, All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. I, sometimes... We feel that way. Oh, man, if I could just go back. I mean, it was bad there, but, man, it's so bad now. If I could just go back and, and relive how life was back there. Or, oh, man, it's just so bad here. I just wish it would be all over. I mean, the, the people of God are saying the same thing right after God delivered them. He freed them. He set them free from captivity and slavery. And here they are now. They're in the wilderness they're grumbling and complaining. <laughs> so we can relate to that. And so often we, we try hard to work away the dry season. I'm just going to work so hard. I'm going to work through this. And, and some, sometimes the other approach is, is I'm just going to pray it away. You know, y'all pray for me. I'm going to pray through this season that God would take it away from me, that, that, uh, that it's over with and it's done with. And, or, or sometimes we blame others and, uh, for the hard times we're going through. Sometimes we blame the devil himself. Guys, the devil's after me. He's sending the, all this hard stuff my way. But I want us to pause and think a minute. If God took the children, his children, the Israelites, from captivity, and he, part of the pathway was going through the wilderness, going through the desert time, if that was the hand of God taking them through that direction, well, what makes us start wanting to pray it all away or or to blame others for what we're going through, or even blame the devil. Like, have, you, have we ever thought that maybe, perhaps, God's plan for us is to go through the desert places ourselves 
Because he's got something he's growing in us. He's got some faith that he's trying to grow and form. He's trying to pour that fuel into our hearts and into our minds that he is faithful, that he is good. And I believe he is. I believe that it's in those times of emptiness and obscurity. Those are the moments. Those are the seasons where God is present, even when you don't feel him. So don't don't start blaming that. It's something that the devil sent your way. It, it could very well be that God loves you so much that, that he's trying to extract pride out of you and draw you closer to him, to be on your knees again to him, to throw your hands up and say, I can't do it. Only you can do it. To say all that again. One of my favorite authors, Henry Nouwen, he says, he says this, the wisdom of the desert is that it forces us to surrender ourselves totally and unconditionally to the Lord Jesus Christ. Desert seasons are about purifying the pride out of us. Desert seasons purify us of pride. Uh, another author and doctor, Alicia Cole, she says these words, and I think they're really powerful. This is what she experienced, that dryness is also essential for growth. The more and more I read from the lives of those who practiced the presence of God in a way that I aspire to, the more I realize that dryness as a friend of intimacy with God works to purify love. Don't you want more love in your heart today? Don't you want more of that peace of God today? Well, perhaps it's the desert season that will form that in you. And it will draw you closer to God. And the Bible says that God is love. And love comes for Him. And if we want to be filled with more love, perhaps that's the very curriculum that God has for us to form in us, to form that faith. is to draw close to Him in those desert seasons. Let's hear these words and go. let's go back to the Israelites. And after their 40 years, and what the, the Bible says for us to remember. It says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way through the wilderness. These 40 years, that's a long time. Some of our desert seasons uh, are pretty brief. Uh, maybe, maybe it's months. It could be years. But 40 years in the wilderness. And check this out. Let's continue. So you're in the wilderness for 40 years. Why? To humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. You might be thinking, well, doesn't God already know what's in my heart? I mean, doesn't he know everything? I mean, why, why do I have to go through this season, this dry wilderness? Or if I'm not in one now, there will be, it will be coming. <laughs> or maybe you've been in one before. But if he already knows what's in my heart, why then does he take me through it? His words are to humble and test you. You know, God knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in your mind. It's, it's, not, it's not like uh, God can be shocked. I've never read in Scripture where, it's, where God says, I didn't think about that. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know that was in your heart. It's, it's not so much about that. See, God already knows what's in your heart. He just wants you to live out whatever it is in your heart. And God also knows just how deep 
our pride runs. He knows the very root of pride, and He's going to take us through places that we need to go through in order to extract that root. He wants to pull that out of us, to purify us, to draw us closer to Him. He wants to fill us with His love, with His presence. He wants us to recognize that He is the one who is ultimately in control and to live a life surrendered to Him. The Bible says that, that Jesus' son, though He was, this is in Hebrews 5.8, it says that Jesus, a son though He was, He learned obedience through what He suffered. Now, think about that. Jesus is God. God knows all things, but, but like Jesus here, it says he had to have an educational course in obedience. And you know what his curriculum was? It was suffering. This is the son of the living God, and he had to learn obedience. He had to learn something. Now, if Jesus, if Jesus has to learn something, if he had to learn obedience to God the Father, what makes us think that we're any different? That God would just protect us from all the, the pain and the suffering and the dry seasons of life. See, Jesus went through that to be an example for us to follow, to come after him. That even though Jesus went through these times of suffering and ultimately the, the worst kind of suffering, he went through all this and he remained closer and closer to God the Father. And that is the pathway for us, to draw closer and closer to a God who loves you so much. And He wants to impart, not just impart, He wants to fill your heart with His love that's unconditional. It's unconditional. And He wants to draw that, draw you to that. It's in those moments, in those dry seasons, is, is when our faith begins to grow. Um, desert seasons are not about proving something to God. They're more about God proving His faithfulness to us. God proving His faithfulness to us. You know, sometimes we're, we're kind of like the stock market. <laughs> stock market can be very unfaithful. You, you invest in it, and it can go up, or it could go down. You, you could win big, or, it could, or you could lose it all, and you can be in the negatives, right? Uh, so, so while God is all faithful, and we can always rely on Him and in His presence, and that He'll always be there for us. He's the God who never breaks His promises. Uh, something like us, we'll, we'll, humans break promises. Humans fail. And like the stock market, you know, we have these moments where, you know, oh, I'm having such a good time, business is going good, and families get, oh, man, I had a bad day. Had a bad day is really tough, and, and it's okay. Oh, this relationship went south, and, and you know, we're just kind of like that, and eventually this can happen. There are seasons where we, in our own power, we will crash like a stock, stock market crash. We will come to the end of ourselves. Life will get difficult, and we'll have these dry seasons, and there's nothing left, and, and we've outsourced any strength that we've got, all of our emotions, all of our mental power, all of our willpower, and we eventually can crash, and we're in this land where there's nothing, and it's the wilderness. And it's right there where God wants to remind us that He 
is faithful, to fully rely on him. You know, it was before Jesus was crucified. He was with one of his closest disciples, Simon Peter. And Jesus looks over at Simon and he says these words to him in, in Luke 22. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you all as, as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith not fail. And maybe many of you feel like you're in that season where <laughs> I am being sifted. And don't you just wish that Jesus would have looked at, at, at Simon and said, hey, the devil has asked my permission to sift you, but guess what I did? I kicked him in the face. <laughs> Sometimes we wish that God would say that about our problems. Hey, God, you know, um, I'm going through this, and I realize uh, that, that it's going to help me grow, but I just wish you'd just kick it in the face. So that way it's over with, and I don't have to deal with it, and I, I'm going to be okay. Would you just take this problem away? And No, that's not how it works. It's the season's of the desert that form our faith and draw us closer to the Lord to humble us and remove the pride out of us so that we can throw our hands up and give him all the praise, give him all the glory, and he gets all the credit because when we got nothing left, then you know it's all him. You know it's all him. Remember the words that Jesus said to Simon Peter, maybe you need to hear these words today. Maybe you're in a dry and barren place. Maybe you're in a desert season. Or if you're not, one's coming up. And you need to remember the words. Satan may have asked to sift you like wheat, to sift your family like wheat, to sift your business like wheat. Satan wants to, he's asked to take you down here where there's nothing and you've got nothing. But guess what? That is the place where God's going to meet you. And every step of the way, when it goes up and up and every step of that journey, it will be faith. It will be faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it will be faith that God has a plan for you and that he is with you. And that it's not your power, it is God's power. From, from Zechariah 4, 6, listen to these words. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord Almighty. My spirit is the one that got you out of there. My spirit, my power. You couldn't do it. It's all through me. I will give you the strength. I will give you the energy. I will give you the resources. I will give whatever it takes because I'm, I'm God and I love you. Many of us have hit here, but we've chosen to stay there. And many of us are there right now where we've crashed and we feel like it's all over. But God wants to remind you today that just because you're sifted, it doesn't mean it's over. And it doesn't mean that God is gone or he's not caring about you. God is forming you and he's reminding you of his faithfulness. And he's with you today. I want to read this verse from Isaiah 43, 19. It says, see, I am doing, this is God, I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you not perceive it that I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland? Your wasteland is not a waste. Your wasteland is taking you to God's promised land for you. 
He is your provider. He is your counselor. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So God didn't abandon you, and you're not alone. He wants to remove that pride. He wants to remove that self. He wants that self to bottom out. He wants you to throw your hands up and start praising him today. So if you're in the wasteland, if you're in the desert seasons right now, if you got sand all over the place, uh, now is the time to start praising God. Don't, don't wait until you're on the other side. Start praising God in the wilderness. Start praising Him in the journey. Exalt His name, and He will always deliver you. He's with you, and His grace is with you. And He goes before you. I just want to remind you today that God loves you so much. He loves you so much, and He'll never leave you. Keep trusting Him. Because he is faithful. Would you pray with me today? Thank you, Father, so much that even when we're in the desert seasons and the wilderness places, that those are the places, those are the seasons that you meet us at. Even when we can't feel you, even when we can't see it, you are there. And you're removing the pride from us and you're growing us and you're growing our faith like never before. Lord, I pray for anyone right now who is in a desert season where they feel hopeless and that all is lost. If they're feeling desolate or alone, I pray that right now that you remind them of your presence, that they would draw close to you. Lord, I just pray that no matter where we're at in the, in the wilderness or, or maybe we're celebrating right now, Lord, I just pray that we give you all the praise because it's only by your strength and your power. So, Lord, we give you all the credit. And we just want to say thank you that you are at work in our lives, in our families, and in our communities. Thank you for your plan. And we give it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today at Church Experience Online. Please don't forget to check out the website if you'd like to get more connected, learn more, get your questions answered, or support the movement financially. You're now going to hear a Church Experience Worship original song. We hope this gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you learned today.
Thank you. 